0: On this week's Superhero Show Show, we'll find out Did Lock and Key Stick Their Landing? Did Riverdale do a queer punk submersive musical justice? And will we be able to help out some quarantine superheroes? All of that and more on the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. We cover both because we're just that good. And speaking of, you know, good friends, good people, good times, I'm joined by some good friends and fellow co-hosts. Here with me is Ryan.
1: Hey, Cassie. That's the nicest you've ever uh, introduced me. Usually you say, here's a fat child molester. (laughs)
0: I, I've had some previous guilt. I've had some time to reflect on my past ways that I've introduced you, and I wanted to switch it up for you, Ryan. I just want you to know I care about you as a person and as a friend and as a co-host.
1: Well, this is starting to piss me off. Usually it's, uh, you, you call me a fat child molester, and then you say to Mike, Mike, was that good to say?
0: <laughs> hey, Mike, can we can you weigh in? Was that good to say?
2: Uh, which one? The, the, the good times, good friends, good people, Ryan, <laughs> or... When you Uh, called him a fat child molester all those other times.
0: Yeah, all the other times. That was all good and chill?
2: Yeah, that was good to say. I don't know. I I write you your script every week. I don't know why you went off script this week and just talked (laughs) from your heart.
0: You just never talk from your heart. It is, honestly, you guys. It is a little bit. But I did say that.
1: I would like my reputation then to be that I'm just a guy who loves good friends (laughs) and good times. Okay? Can we all just agree with that? Can we start spreading those rumors? How about happy rumors? Mm. Rumors that are good.
0: But I've worked so hard to build the reputation and spread the rumor that you are hardcore into drugs, and that one is really launched off. Like, I've that, got some the, real traction on that one.
1: Yeah, that's people watch me do drugs all the time. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, evidence, that wasn't that hard.
0: To,
2: evidence by the Patreon videos of him doing drugs.
0: It's why you're just such a good friend, Ryan. You really commit to whatever I spread out there. Like, thanks for backing me in that way.
2: Yeah, you never touched one before, but she said it, and you're like, she's the host. Can't make her a liar.
1: <laughs> I also yeah, love Cassie you were like, all right, we, we did the child molesting thing. We got to kick it up a notch. He does drugs. Yeah,
2: just like most of America. But, but what, what I love is the, your commitment to the videos, Ryan, is that you treat it like an unboxing. Like, hey, guys, Ryan, here's, here's how you do MDMA. Like, rate, subscribe. <laughs> smash that like button. Smash it, smash it, <laughs> smash it.
1: Yeah, I'm subscribing to basically every drug that I try. I am locked into those forever. Mm. not mdma though I, that one scares me because uh the punching and the kicking and people get cauliflower ears yeah i don't i'm gonna stay away from that one
2: violence is the hell of a drug
0: <laughs> it's the only drug i'm addicted to honestly
2: what uh cassie said you've you said you've been feeling guilty uh and you've been thinking about it a lot What what is your quarantine thoughts that are going over that you guys can't like now that we're stuck at home we can't really see or touch people what, what's the thing that's just been playing over your head
0: Um, just like all the times, honestly, I've gotten like nostalgic for all the awkward interactions that I've had in public, like at the bars, like every time I've messed up on order, like a food order, I haven't been able to do that in so long and I just miss it so much. I haven't been able to say like, thank you or enjoy your movie to a, like a movie attendant person when they gave me their ticket and I'm just so nostalgic for it. I just, I would give anything to have those awkward moments again.
1: I think this is a good time for you then because of Zoom. Um, if you're ever missing uh, awkward interactions with people, just call up someone on Zoom and just watch the two of you go up, But uh, oh, oh, no, you, no, you, we're no, you. We're dancing. Uh, now we're dancing. <laughs> oh, <look.
0: laughs> you got to do the dance movement, even over Zoom.
2: <laughs> Especially over Zoom. I say uh, enjoy your movie every time before I hit play on Netflix, just because I, I, I do want those normal human interactions.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you, you too. Yes. What about you guys? You guys, what's plaguing your minds?
1: Mine is... um. Yeah, like the I had this like whole list of things that I was going to accomplish by the end of quarantine. Um, You know, like learn guitar, learn Spanish, blah blah blah, learn Spanish guitar. That's sexy. (laughs) Um, But basically, the like the to do list has just become you right in front of it. um, Don't you know, or feel guilty about not (laughs) learning Spanish? Check it off. Yeah, and then every day I just sit there and do nothing but feel guilty about all of it.
2: But thankfully. Quarantine's getting longer and longer, so the universe is just giving you more time to learn all those things.
1: Quarantine's getting longer and longer this year.
0: <laughs> what about you,
1: Mike? Anything? I guess or are you just, just chilling? Like,
2: missing all the time, regretting all the times that like I didn't hug my friends. I think I'm going to become a big kiss on the cheek guy after this is all done.
1: Don't oh, good. Man. Learning your lesson. Oh, no. Good, good, good.
2: <laughs> yeah, my lesson I've... was I didn't do it enough.
0: I'm not loving this journey for you. If we could like workshop something else that you could be plaguing right now, like I'm going to try to think of something to put into your mind right now. Learn
1: learn how to kiss your own cheek.
0: Oh, there you go.
2: Well, I did once lick my own elbow. So if I could accomplish that impossible feat, I could do this too.
1: Hold on. Did Cassie just say plug something in your mind? Yeah. Do you know what that sounds like? Mind plugs? No. Hair do you know bugs? what do you know what we just did? What? You plug shit into your mind in Lock and Key. She was she was oh, steamrolling to right a segue, so and we interrupted her.
0: Yeah, I definitely had that really good segue plan this whole time, Ryan. So thanks for putting that blame on you guys, because it was going to be so seamless and perfect. But I'll go ahead and do it right now, you guys. Uh, speaking of plugging things into your mind, we're going to plug in the <laughs> season finale of Lock and Key for the main event. But first off, a stop at the bullpen. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, we are here for the cast pin, which, you know, is just like a normal bullpen, but with a little cast spin on it, because that's fun and cute. But uh, for this cast pin, I wanted to check in with our superheroes, because I feel like people have forgotten that they are also going through this quarantine, and it can also be a tough time for them. So I figured, you know, we could... I reached out to some, got to see what situations they're in, and I feel like we are in a place where we can give them some advice, because we just got this on lock. We're doing exceptionally well. So um, the first superhero for us to check in with you guys is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you see, they're having issues because the sewers are just a wreck right now. They are just absolutely destroyed. Their home is just like a shitty, shitty little wasteland. And they, <laughs> de- they want to know what to do.
2: Yeah, it's crazy that people are pooping more often than they used to just because they're home more often. Maybe <laughs> it's because they're eating more chips and chips have Alestra, which causes diarrhea.
0: Look, look at this fancy little nutrition we got on the pod
2: look i had to figure out what the fuck was wrong with my body a long time ago
0: (laughs) it was all chips
1: cassie before your time uh we wanted to eat all of the potato chips but we didn't want to get fat Mm -hmm. so uh they created this thing called elestra which like lowered the fat but made everybody squirt snotty diarrhea from their asshole all day long
2: which also helps you not get fat because it goes (laughs) out of your body right away But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to no. talk about helping the. I, I think kind of embrace being dirt bags. Just like kind of cover your hooves, your turtle hooves in trash bags and start surfing those shitty waves. Like use it to abuse oh, you want it.
0: To, to cowabunga on the shit waves. Yeah.
2: Cow, but if it's there, become one. <laughs>
1: The, the good thing is that um they can just pull down their face mask and have that cover their mouth. Mm-hmm. The problem is that there's two giant holes right in the middle of it, and <laughs> their tongue always finds that. You know, like when you guys like burn the roof of your mouth, your tongue will get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's just two eye holes, and that tongue is just going in and out, in and out of both of them the entire time.
2: But face masks, uh, face masks, I think are a good idea, and like they're already into color coordination. So why not just like. The ones that are on their, like, elbows make no sense. So start wearing that around your mouth.
0: Well, I mean, especially if they're surfing shit waves, they don't need elbow pads because yeah. you crash, it's totally fine. You yeah, don't gotta
1: it's super soft bows. and
2: welcoming.
0: Yeah, all, all the soft turds is super welcoming. <laughs> but I was mainly is that a death cab song? <laughs> if not, we're going to pitch it to him. But do you think, can they go above land? At what point are we willing to accept the Ninja Turtles just out in the streets is it never if we weren't
1: before we're not gonna do it now what if they need to get the fuck down there more
2: open-minded with all of this
0: (laughs) what if they became like if they started to deliver like toilet paper and stuff like what if we just got in good favor with them and then we just they like ingratiated themselves into the public
1: where do you think that toilet paper is coming from
2: (laughs) yeah they've learned how to launder it downstairs and by downstairs i mean the sewers
0: it's, so to get into some paper laundering, is our a yeah. real advice to them? It's
2: pre-used. Yeah, start getting into, like, super recycling. Tell ya. Sell that toilet paper.
1: I recently watched a little independent film, okay? Because I'm into film a little bit more than you guys. It's called Parasite. It, uh, there's subtitles, so you guys probably haven't heard of it. And I'm just now realizing that is Parasite just the story of the Ninja Turtles versus Shredder? Yeah. Like, coming up from under the ground and fighting the rich Shredder?
2: They just didn't have uh, the budget to do all the effects. The one in the 1990s did but yeah if you the after credit scene it's just Bong Joon-ho saying those were supposed to be turtles
0: (laughs) bye did you guys make the connection it was the turtles all along alright you guys our next hero to check in with is it's a kind of a weird situation because I want to check in with Captain America but Captain America who just woke up like the first time he's waking up is during this pandemic what are we how do we help him adjust what are the main things we need to tell him
2: Go back in the icebox, buddy. Yes. <laughs> like your skill set isn't here, so just like let it pass.
1: Yeah, um, I would say that it's because he did it. Like because he he failed us all, and now there's this pandemic. Because one pranks are funny. Mm-hmm. Two, if you're gonna prank, prank the king, Captain America. Everybody knows he's the king of pranks. Everybody remembers his show. Uh, hi, I'm Steve Steveo Rogers. Is that what they call <laughs> him? Steve
2: Rogers, and he was just so mean to his dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, absurdly mean and nobody understood why but it was a thing and,
2: and his dad would say stop and he'd be like I could do this all day dad and then slap him in the face with an alligator his that the reason?
0: Like, I just love you
1: the reason he took the super soldier serum is so the dad could stop pushing him around yep. and he could prank him at, harder than ever before
2: the ultimate prank is uh, going to fight the Nazis and quote unquote dying and making your dad mourn your death and then coming back later <laughs> and be like idiot
0: I'm so glad you guys took it to the prank aspect because that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to punk uh, Captain America because I feel like he has it coming, you know? He cares about everybody too much, so we got to take him down.
1: He's a prick. He's a Let's sh- just be honest. Let's just say it. he's a prick.
0: Yeah. More
2: like it- Captain Prick.
0: You fucking mm. fucking got him. <laughs> fucking nailed it, you guys. <laughs> all right. Can we also. I reached out to Luke Cage because I know I figured he'd be struggling with this during this time because. Luke Cage, you guys, he loves his coffee dates, and he's not able to go on those coffee dates. What is he doing now? Is he Zoom dating? Is he just giving up completely?
1: Uh, I'm going to guess whatever he's doing, it is uh, up the butt. Up somebody else's butt, because Luke Cage loves the loves anal. The
2: he's gotten really into house party, but he didn't realize that like more people can be invited on in one, so he's having numerous coffee dates at once and it is awkward because all these women he's been dating didn't realize he was such a player.
0: <laughs> but he's like, he's trying to start like these open relationships you think? Or he just thought he was sly no, and invited them all?
2: He's an older superhero and mm-hmm. I think he didn't realize, he thought it was just like new, better FaceTime and didn't realize four people are going to jump on it once.
0: <laughs> Even though he scheduled fe- it for the same time. Uh-huh.
1: I feel like if Luke Cage is laying the pipe, you should be okay with a bunch of other girls it's happening to as well. like, if, if you get to be in that club, you should just be proud of yourself.
2: Because it's a service he provides?
1: Yes, it absolutely is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is a service we're providing, and I think we're really helping out some superheroes right now. And you guys, finally, I want to check in because I'm real worried about my dude, my man, Hawkeye. Because, you know, now he's just a regular guy again. What is this guy? How is he coping with this, of being a regular guy?
1: I think there's a lot of, like, you call, like, you have talks on Zoom but once, and you're so excited, he's so excited to talk to people, but once they come on and he sees them, he's just like, Ugh. and then he goes and stands in the corner and just pouts. And you're like, Clint, buddy, it's okay. And he'll be like, fine, I guess. But he, he needs, there's no point in pouting if no one's going to watch you pout.
2: That's true. Pouting is a spectator sport. Uh, I think he needs to embrace the freedom of like, you, you do have, you have bone arrows, you hang out with gods and monsters, man. But like, now you can just be a normal guy, embrace this, even after quarantine's done. Just stay a normal guy because that's all you've ever been. Like don't have the ego that you think you could go toe to toe. Just relax and deliver pizzas or something.
0: <laughs> Get into on an arrow on an arrow. Hey, you know what? That would be pretty sick. I'm into that. Well you guys, I think I feel like we really helped out these superheroes. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for helping these heroes. Thank you for your service. Uh, coming up next, let's just go straight to the main event. On the first season finale of Lock and Key. The Goonie squad we were promised in the last episode comes together in full force, complete with delayed introductions on the front porch. They have no choice but to get Echo down to the black door and throw her in space hell, in a space hell ocean, in a scene that looks vaguely reminiscent of a time a group of kids threw a Dracula into a space hell sky. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this. Did this squad of monster hunters deliver on some of the stranger things the show was looking for?
2: It, it It's fun to watch them finally, like get over their differences and battle shadow monsters and stuff. Like it was fun to just like, okay, for these 40 minutes, 20 of them will put the pedal to the metal. And like, thankfully we didn't have a budget to do it all season. So why not do it right now? Just like the dummy in me is like, yeah, even though I've really enjoyed the whole season of pretty slow, meticulous stuff.
1: I know that's, I'm trying to figure out if I'm officially old and don't care about these stories anymore and do not care about the adventures of fucking children of I don't care about the adventures of children and the, the things that they do. Or if this was just done bad. Because I still love all of those movies from my youth. And I still like Stranger Things, too. Uh, not one or three. It's just this felt more jammed together at the end. And with with a severe lack of chemistry. Like, these right. kids don't gel like the kids on like the classic shows and movies do.
2: Well, if, the, if this whole season was about this group coming together... Like, was our pre Avengers. And then this was finally like doing it. That would make more sense. But most of these kids, like Cassie said, met on the porch for the first time, even though they're like, oh, hi, you have a little brother, I guess. (laughs) Like, everybody's sort of (laughs) interacting for the first time. And so it wasn't like, oh, I love their witty banter now. Like, especially because the show kind of wrote them like real kids. There's no witty banter. All it is is, what the fuck are we going to (laughs) do? Which is realistic, (laughs) but not necessarily what you want to watch.
0: Yeah, they had like, it felt like it was all. Like, that first fight scene was, like, cool, and I was like, because they had to jump immediately, too, with this fight scene. And then, like, everything after it felt like it wasn't, like, really important. Like, they hit it hard with the one scene, and then that was over quicker than I would have thought, and it was just, like, nonsense for the rest of it, is what it felt like.
2: Like, the, the one scene, the shadow monster fight?
0: Yeah, the shadow monster fight which I have some issues with because they gave Bodhi a little bit of redemption arc on that one because they let him bring out his little redemption moment. I immediately was mad because he got to bring out his little light stick, which was what got away the shadows, and he had the thought to put the little flame key on the end of it, which was a good idea. That was awesome. He he turned his toy
2: as a lightsaber into a real one.
1: (laughs) Which, I mean, is such fan service because the vast majority of lock and key watchers had moments when they were a kid, or maybe even today, uh, just imagining if my toy lightsaber was real, you know? And so that was just, like, fulfilling dreams that all the audience has.
2: I do love that, like, the, the show paced exactly with my brain, because the minute they're like, oh, light makes them disappear, I was like, so kill the fucking circuit breaker. And the next scene they're like, they, she killed the circuit breaker. I was like, yeah, all right, I got the
0: show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I could do this too. What What do we think
2: is... Dodge Echo's main plan because we thought it was to get into the Omega door but once the Omega door was open all she did was, so she turned Ellie into another Dodge and then threw her in uh, mm-hmm. into the Omega door so it was always like, does is she an It fear monster so she thrives on fucking with kids?
1: Yeah, I wonder or- if like, they, they, or maybe they changed it, you know, because none of us read the comic book but uh-huh. I could see them changing it because it was such a big deal but um, typically we like the lack of origin and the forced explanation of especially shit like villains. Something here. To, like We we didn't even know if it was demon, ghost, alien. Right. Like We have no idea what's going on.
2: Cthulhu. It, it, it does seem just like the thing she was going for all season happened and she didn't even care. That's so I don't care what she is, but why are you doing the things you're doing? Now it seems like she wants to infect as many people as she can. Because she was gape the whole time. Was she gape the whole time?
1: I uh, and all the important parts, like fucking a sibling. That's, that's what she, she did it all the way around. I don't know.
0: That's what you asked. What her mission is, and I think it's just to bang all the lock kids. Like she's gonna wait until Bodhi is old enough. Like that is her whole mission. She's gonna make her way through all the lock kids. And then, apparently. B-
2: so via the Eden version of her, she's gonna fuck Bodhi.
0: Yeah. Oh, she can go. She can go to a child too. No, no I don't but like. But Bodhi's not at all. yet. Like,
2: I don't want to see Bodhi play doctor.
0: He did. I did like the scene with Bodhi back to his little uh, saber thing. As soon as he went to go check on his friend and he had to pack up that little lightsaber and he had to like push it down to each little segment. And he was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go save the day and like put down his little light stick and packed it up like a big boy. (laughs) So cute to watch.
2: I I I loved his and Rufus's interaction because Bodhi got there and he like wakes him up. He's like, are you okay?" And Rufus just says, I usually feel better than I do right now. (laughs) That is an apt description of what's happening to your (laughs)
0: life. Also, once he found his friend, it was another, every once in a while the show gives confirmation that no adults care about Bodhi because Bodhi went, found his friend who he thought was dead at that time, and then the cops came, and nobody, at no point did anybody call an adult to pick Mm-mm. up this child. They just let this child be there. And
2: people are being openly attacked throughout the town, and they're like, bye, Bodhi. <laughs> <You Yeah. laughs> have fun running through the streets alone.
1: Well, yeah, the cop left Bodhi's mom to go to yeah. that house, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The cop was with the mom. <laughs> it was like, I'm go see your son. You enjoy your house. (laughs) What do you
1: guys think? um, I think that the trend is to do penultimate episode is the climax. Mm -hmm. And then the last episode is sort of like the where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. This episode sort of wrapped up the whole climax with about 15 minutes left. And instead of giving us like sort of let's get back to normal. This is normal life again. We just watched the episode again. Right. We just watched. Yeah, through uh yeah, through Echo and like and I actually watched a lot of the season over again, right? Yeah.
2: And stuff that was like, I guess we didn't know Gabe was Echo the whole time, but it was obvious how easily they defeated Echo. I, the minute she I was like, "Oh, that's Ellie." <laughs> like, and yeah. then I was like, "I don't need to see it. I don't need to see everything I thought could have happened did happen."
1: I mean, yeah. Not only was Echo easy to defeat, but everybody who is not over there is saying, "Where's Ellie? Ellie's right. gone. Where could she be? We don't know." <laughs> they turn I don't know what a cheer. cheer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <How> about you.
0: <laughs> but Ellie, so that door just leads to like it literally is just a space portal. Like I don't, I still don't know the existence. Like why that one exists. Yeah,
2: it's it's like another realm, and then the beings there are little glowing bullet things. And can only possess humans. That's what it seemed and I think Echo was one of those, and possessed Dodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it hasn't been fully explained yet, and so I'm I'm guessing the full explanation is coming next season.
1: Yeah, because now because Eden got a bullet in the arm, right? Yeah. And one of my she favorite tropes,
2: zombie movie thing. Yes, talk about yeah.
1: it. One of my favorite tropes is once you go from like uh, normal human to you know possessed or whatever. You're so hungry and it's typically for like the carbiest breakfast foods you can possibly get. And I like I almost want, in this day and age of like trying to eat healthy and no carbs, to be possessed by some sort of alien so I could sit down at a diner and just go fucking ham. And
2: not feel bad, be like, the 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 alien made me do it. Well the alien's like, please don't do this. I need kale. Don't do this. And you're like, This is your fault, alien.
0: (laughs) You want this It's like all the Huntington Beach moms that are wishing to get, like, a tapeworm or something so they can just eat whatever.
1: It sounds Same awesome. Thing. We should start
2: selling those. com slash tapeworm.
1: Yeah, I, I read a story one time where people will, like, travel to these countries and just walk around in human feces just so one will uh, get into its foot, into their foot, and then they don't have to diet anymore. There
2: are so many. That's just, like, getting sick to the point of death. How do you know it's going to be a tapeworm? There's so many other things you could get. This
0: is not, not well, you have a through.
1: You have a little sign on your foot that says tapeworms only.
2: Oh. Well, tapeworms respect the velvet rope theory.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're respectful all the way. Uh, How did you guys feel about the brief moment where it started to take a turn on this episode where we just got to see the family be a happy little family? Like, was that fulfilling to you guys at all? Did you feel anything during those moments? I
2: wrote down Cassie's going to hate this because they're all group hugging. And then Bodhi's just like, you
0: can't have a group hug without me. (laughs) Nobody fucking group hugs at breakfast on the dinner table. It's unrealistic. That's the biggest bullshit. Nobody does that. Of course, I hated that scene. Your pancakes are getting
2: cold.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pancakes have, what do we have, like 90 seconds? Mm Mm-hmm. They're like the french fries of breakfast food before you can, like, before they're totally ruined, guys. Hug later. But th- that Bodhi moment, that Bodhi line of no one does a group hug without me feels like uh, like the Bodhi doll, the pull string yeah. doll that we get Cassie that like haunts her dreams. <laughs> and every time you pull the string, nobody gets a group hug without me. <laughs>
2: If if this was a show in the nineties, that's the minute Bodhi takes over the show as it's Urkel. Like it's so annoying. Uh-huh. People think it's good for some reason. Like Did the kid ad lib it? It felt different from literally every other moment from the whole show.
1: At that if it was the nineties, yeah, the camera would spin around and Bodhi would look directly in it and be like, if you want to do the Bodie, here's what you do. <laughs> you stick out your hips and touch your knees.
0: I didn't think we could make Bodie any worse, but you guys have done it. And I will hate if you do any of this. Like if you send me that doll, I will hate you guys forever. I can't do this.
2: What did you guys think of? So at the, the, the end, the happy end. Uh, Nina is like, "We're going to Seattle," and all the kids are like, "Nope, I'm not moving again, Mom." Uh, mm-hmm. And then they go to take Randall's ashes. That they haven't done anything, but at this point, it's like three specks because the, <laughs> the amount of times it's been broken and spilled all over the house and shoved back in.
1: I can't believe there's any left after everything that those ashes have been through. But I got to say, uh, they did earn that moment.
0: Great. You had to say that?
1: <laughs> I, ha- I do have to say. Uh, what like, uh, Lock and Key got picked up just before we watched this. And so I wonder if that they shot two scenes or if they just shot the, that scene in a weird way where if it didn't get picked up, the mom's like, and we're moving back to Seattle and all the family's like, Okay. And then that says series over.
0: Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I'd love that, Mom. But that's straight up this mom has like no mom instincts. Like that is a terrible yeah. idea. Like this is the middle of the year again for these kids. And yeah. she's like, hey you guys, let's pull the ripcord on this. I messed up. We're just gonna move again.
1: But she does it thinking that she can finally be liked and make a good decision. She's like, This is it, this is gonna be my moment. I'm like, bitch, are you paying attention to anything?
2: She's learning that her alcoholism is not why she's a bad mom. <laughs> it's just her
0: zero instinct she's like you know what i've met their friends i know they have friends here and i'm gonna rip them from it i feel good about this
1: or if she's anything like me and how i drink she was like i was a little bit embarrassing when i met their friends we have to move i'm not i'm not facing this shame spiral head, burning head on
0: burning this
2: house down <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've been here a month and i have a terrible reputation on to the next town So overall, you guys, do you feel like, uh, did this finale live up to the rest of the season? Because we really enjoyed, or I know I did. I feel like we all enjoyed the rest of the season. Did this live up to it for you guys?
1: Did it stick the landing? Is that what you're trying to ask?
0: (laughs) Did it? Yeah, I wanted to, you know, rephrase it in a longer, more complicated way. (laughs) But yeah, did it stick its landing?
1: Ultimately, I think that it did have the Netflix issue just a little bit less so. I would say that this is... Um, an offender, but nowhere near as egregious of an offender of a lot of shows we've watched of like two or three episodes worth of material could have right. definitely been taken out or sped up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, the pacing was weird, mostly just in this episode. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this whole season, but still I was like, I didn't expect them to be able to have a great season finale. I don't know. Even though I enjoyed the season, I'm like, yeah, sure. Mediocre <laughs> yeah. ending. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that says more about Lock and Key or just season finales in general.
2: I think it's hard to end things and at this point there's so few good ones that I'm like sure. <laughs> That's fine.
1: Do you know what? I think the part of the problem was too and I noticed this I finally figured out what it was watching the season finale and then Mike also on our other podcast the OCD this is like this happens all the time is that they they made the adult characters interesting, and then at the end said, yeah, but we need to have more on the kids. And right. then, uh, one, that's not necessarily true. It feels like a, like a mattress you're falling back on. And two, you just leave all of the other storylines out in the cold. Like, I apologize that those storylines are dealing with people that are older than 30, but don't they deserve more attention, too? Do I right. sound old as shit? Am I well, a fucking old man now?
2: <laughs> I think what, – what's his name? Sean? Not Sean Ashmore. The The, the uncle? Uh, you hired him, like he is the Duncan. biggest name in the of the actors, and he's not a huge name, but he was Iceman, or at least the twin of Iceman in the X Men <laughs> movies. Uh, he had to be like, so I'm going to be in a lot of this, and they're like, no, like it did seem like it, it shifted. Every once was just like, I'm here again, and people are like, okay, bro, Go you're the not going to be away. in it.
1: You're not going to be in it that much, and when you are, you're going to be like, what? I don't remember.
2: <laughs> this is not the script I signed on for.
0: It was like it did feel like. It was a bit of a letdown. It was pretty anticlimactic, and it felt like they tried to really bring it back and amp it up right at the end with the literal storm brewing on the edge. And I was like, "This is this is too literal. This is too much." And then it came up on screen with like a triumphant back for another season. And I was like, "Well, yeah. now I'm now I'm not feeling it. You tried too hard."
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely that's that's binge style. I think is you know making sure that you stick the landing of each episode. Yeah whether or not right. you, you stuck the first act or the middle act, you know, you just, you need people to keep hitting play and momentum. yeah, you need that momentum. And I do think that the end of the f- uh, si- season finale, I may, I, I, I'm in, you know, I'm going yeah. to watch the next one. Even if I was like, if I didn't want to, I still sort of want to see what happens and that's all they really need.
0: Yeah. The rest of the season was good enough to bring you back. Even if the ending doesn't stick it, like the rest of it, I enjoyed enough to come back for more, but that is all the time we have to talk about lock and key. You guys, uh, coming up next, a quick trip to another bullpen. And we're back. We're here for now a ripen. Little twist. What, Ryan, what do you have for us?
1: Guys, I uh, because I'm a genius podcaster, I have a visual thing that uh, we're going to do today. So um, I am going to host a bracket, and you guys are going to have to be very descriptive about everything we see, because you guys are on a podcast. Okay? All right. A white screen. We go-
2: Red
0: letters. Good. Red Good. in this ledger.
1: Um, We're always talking and thinking about beards. We're always thinking about and talking about superhero shows. So we are going to decide as a group once and for all, who has the best beard in the best beard bracket. Are you guys ready?
2: So ready. (laughs) Yeah, bruh.
1: Your first contestant, and the seeds are randomized. Round one, battle one, is Oliver Queen's prison beard.
2: So this is, he is, his head is shaved. It looks like some some shavings are still up there. This is how reason, but his beard is full and leans a little red and really highlights Mm -hmm. how sunken in his eyes are.
0: It's very ombre. It's got a definite ombre tone to it. Also, the little, the like chin patch one is wild. Mm -hmm. Like it's got some real little wildly boys going.
2: What, there's no beard oil in prison,
0: Oliver? (laughs) I know, what's up with that? that There's enough to get get a fade on the upper beard, but that (laughs) lower one, Mm mm-mm.
1: I know there's toilet wine. Won't that also do the same thing that beard oil does?
2: Yeah, but then you're right below your mouth and nose smells like toilet wine.
1: (laughs) This is pretty close to perfect because um, it's red Mm -hmm. and red beards rule. And two, um, how short his hair is really brings out the beard.
2: Mm -hmm. This is the look I'm going to go for towards the end of quarantine.
1: When you're in prison. Prison Ollie is going up against Luke Cage's uh, circle around the mouth thing.
0: Goatee? I'll sure. Say that. I think that's that's a goatee, which it is. Just like it's just very tightly framed against his mouth. So I feel like for me, he's losing points against that because I don't I don't qualify that as a full beard.
2: Well, it's it's in the beard. What's goatee looks dumb on everybody. He is one of the few people who pulled this off. and It's so perfectly shaped, and there's no disconnect between the mustache and the chin. It's just mm-hmm. all there. It's fucking great. And I do like that we have short hair beard versus short hair beard.
1: So, Mike, you're saying that the that the guy who played Luke Cage was able to pull off this and still look handsome. Yes, that's quite the accomplishment for him.
0: <laughs> he somehow managed to look incredibly handsome.
1: Uh, yeah, throughout this bracket, it may come down to a lot of what we consider to be beards. Mm. You know, do you have to go all the way around? I do think Luke does have a like a little very thin strap going from the ears to the goatee that you may not be able to see in the picture.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. All right.
2: But it's still like I like I like a a rough and tumble beard and part of the facial like I, you should take care of it but like I don't take care of it that much and I think Ollie really embodies how good it is to just have that full full fledged beard.
0: Just let it go. For me, it's not a beard if it's not getting in the way of your everyday life. Like if he's not <laughs> catching food on that, that's not a beard. So that's where I stand on this bracket.
1: All right, so let's vote. Cassie, you're going with Prison Ollie. Prison Ollie. And Mike. Prison Ollie. Prison Ollie. It is. Alright, round one, battle two. We're gonna start start off with sad Rick. No oh, man. Rick has gone fully gray at this point. Um, and does that help or hurt him?
2: Help, I think. The gray beard is fucking <laughs> sexy, man.
0: Is this to do with your Trivago guy thing? Yeah, yeah.
2: This is this is it's definitely <laughs> in the school of Travago. Uh and this isn't his sexiest probably because he looks so sad sacky right here, but uh yeah, it, it is it's not too bushy or crazy. It's just like a handsome shorn gray beard i love it Mm -hmm.
1: find a scene in the last six seasons of the walking dead where rick didn't have full-on cry eyes and look to the left and right of his eyes in this picture more tears above his eyes tears like did he like start crying and then do cartwheels (laughs) yeah how is how do tears get everywhere for this guy (laughs) i've
2: never cried so hard my whole face gets sweat
0: It's that child cry where you just really rub it around your face like a moisturizer. You just like wipe those (laughs) tears in and really spread them.
1: Is that why children have such soft faces? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's all the tears that they rub in. I'm
1: going to start using children's tears. Gray-ass Rick is going up against John Constantine. Now, this again has to go against your uh, definition of beard, but this is what I would call the truest five o'clock shadow we're going to see on superhero TV.
2: Yeah. This guy just, like, I, I assume, like, how porn has fluffers that somebody comes and just shaves him in the middle of a long filming day just down <laughs> enough to keep him to the grain.
0: That exact 5 o'clock shadow. It is a perfect 5 o'clock shadow, without a doubt.
2: Some people look and- like such dirtbags with 5 o'clock shadows. Like, unemployed used car salesman is the look. But he looks so <laughs> fucking... I, I guess handsome people are always going to look handsome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what we have going on, too, with Matt Ryan is that it's the opposite of Prison Ollie, mm-hmm. where he's got the, you know, the almost, uh, ben- uh, almost not their beard, but then like the long, everywhere, crazy hair. Mm-hmm.
2: We just like contrast here.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, let's figure it out. Cassie, who is it, Rick or John?
0: Uh, for me, it's Rick because it's catching those tears so beautifully, and that's what a good beard does.
1: So, food, tears, it just has to filter something. It. It's just
2: the human sponge, is what Cassie thinks of beards.
1: <laughs> Mike, who are you going with?
0: I, I think
2: it might be this picture versus this picture if it was like one where Rick looked like crazy and good. Uh, but yeah, I think that five o'clock shadow is so hard to pull off, and Matt Ryan does so well. My vote has to be for John Kahn.
1: Yeah, I I will be the tiebreaker and say that uh, Five O'Clock Shadows should be cheating. But look at that. Look at that one, man. Cigarette behind the ear doesn't hurt either. All right, round one, battle three. We have Gray from Stumptown. We have Nick Miller... The, basically, the only difference between Nick Miller and Gray from Stumptown is this beard, guys. Please also notice the um, jean jacket with the furry collar. What does that do to the beard for you?
2: I, it really lets you know he's from the Pacific Northwest. This is the look I'm going <laughs> for right now. I wear that jacket a lot.
0: Yeah, this is just, it's like, he's got it. It's all one tone. It's an even. Like, this is just that classic beard. It's all blending together, and he's completing the whole look.
2: What? Well- what I like about this beard is it's not his whole personality. Like, the crazy beards, you have to put so much time and effort for big beards that it's like, okay, mm. you just didn't want to, like, like things. You just decided to get really into beard horticulture. But this is just a normal guy living a normal life who doesn't want to shave.
1: I think that my problem might be, and, like, it, you're right, Cassie, it's all one tone, everything. Mm. Head hair and shin hair is all one color, which is so rare. Mm-hmm but it feels like it's so perfectly kept and everything that it feels a little bit too much like a dad beard. Mm. Like, when I was a kid, beards were nerdy because they look like this.
2: Yeah, like Alex P. Keaton's dad. This is the updated version. Exactly. (laughs)
1: All right, let's see who he's up against. It's Malcolm from Jessica Jones.
2: Oh, man. Marvel shows had good facial hair. Uh, Yeah, they do. Yeah, again, we love the contrast. He has, like, the, the curly poof of hair on top and then a fade. And so there's mm-hmm. the gap and then like five o'clock shadow into a goatee. This guy takes care of his shit and looks fucking great.
0: <laughs> that's what he's pulling it all together. Cause like what I had the issue with Luke Cage was that it was just the goatee, but he's got the goatee into the five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good look for sure. He And it has to be upkept so well, like, you know, he's putting work into it and it shows this is,
1: this is how you sort of know it's TV. Cause even when Malcolm, when the show started and he was a fucking drop dead junkie, he still looked great yeah. and had this perfectly he's kept like, beard. but
2: my eye twitches sometimes, so you know I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> my life's now, a real
0: disaster.
1: I don't know if you guys can see in this picture, but Malcolm does have uh, an issue that a lot of us, not me, not Mike, but uh, maybe Cassie does, where uh, some of the parts of the face are patchy. Mm-hmm. Now, does that take away, or is that just nature did what nature did? Yeah,
0: that's
2: that big natty look. I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think that's probably why he brought in the fade, too, to help out with that, mm-hmm. and he's, pu- he's pulling it off for sure. And I don't I'm, like when the goatee, that little like he's got that little soul patch. I don't like when it connects to the beard, and he's separated the two. And I'm into that vibe.
1: He spends like 15 minutes a day, yeah. on this shit. Mm-hmm. This is not like a once every six weeks go to the barber.
2: Yeah, because if you don't do it every day, day three you will look like a junkie, and that's <laughs> he wants to be a junkie that doesn't look like one.
1: Right, yeah, it's so much easier to just do heroin if people don't know you're doing heroin.
2: Uh, I once had to get up like at five in the morning and shaved uh and didn't turn on enough lights and then the rest of the day looked like a fucking crazy person because <laughs> I just there, I missed like three patches
1: all right, I Pop filter Hall of famer Nick Miller may have run into a buzzsaw here, but Cassie, who are we going with Gray or Malcolm
0: It's gotta be Malcolm Mike, it's gotta be Mal come come.
1: And our final battle is the Butcher from the Boys.
2: This is so like thick beard, thick head of hair. And I know we said we liked contrast, but there's something about this because it's still very shaped. Like he did clean up his cheeks, but Mm -hmm. it's still a lot of beard there. It's like a a fully grown chin strap. And that that mustache (laughs) is so (laughs) taken care of.
1: Now, like we can see this is Carl Urban. We can see in his face that he is not a young man. And this is pitch black hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. Does that take away any points? This is probably gray as fuck all over and he said, "No, you know what? Bright black." That's-
2: I would prefer gray as is my mm-hmm. way. I want him to join the Trivago school, but uh Yeah, I don't know. It because it's the same black, like it it it, it all matches. It doesn't look crazy bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I would appreciate a little pepper, but if this is what he wants, I'm fine with it. It's that unruly everywhere. And he's pulling it off. And again, with the full outfit, he's in his little Hawaiian shirt and everything, really leaning into this dad aesthetic. And he's he's got it all down.
1: It's crazy how many of these people that we look at as like the rugged men um, are like, it's like an hour a week in the salon, Uh minimum. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Butcher is going up against Robbie from iZombie.
2: All clean. A gentleman's beard. Mm-hmm. his hair Guys, is dropped, his beard is, is, is real close to the face but not being a shadow
1: this show this uh, podcast has always had a very strange thing about Robbie I, I, what I would say a totally normal thing everybody else is strange I, I think that this is just such a number one seed right here look at this motherfucker
2: yeah he's so yeah. fucking handsome
0: it's just so clean everywhere. It's like it's the perfect beard.
2: I can't remember if it was in the show or just that I follow his Instagram and have had for years. But there's a look he has where it's a thick five o'clock shadow and a super bushy mustache in uh, a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. And that is makes my panties all wet.
1: Is that is that a little uh, I can't believe he's not in this bracket, but is that a little doc from Winona?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely in that family.
1: All right, guys. Um, I like this is probably the toughest matchup. Uh, only one of them can move on. Cassie, is it Butcher or Ravi?
0: Ravi,
2: Mike. Yeah. Do you do you want uh, your date to smolder at your mother or to have your mother respect him? Uh, and I'm going with respect. <laughs> it's Ravi.
1: All right. And as we always do, the brackets only really about the first round. Now we're just going to jam through the rest of it as fast as possible, guys. We have Prison Ollie versus John Constantine. Mike.
2: I gotta go, so we don't even get to see pictures. Okay, I gotta see... It's, it's Prison Ollie.
1: Yeah, imagine what it's like to be listening to this and not be able to <laughs> see pictures. I, I'm so sorry Can for you. Can we
2: post all these, like, to the Instagram or something?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I'm sorry, you said Ollie? Yeah. And Cassie, Ollie, or Constantine?
0: I gotta stick with my The Five O'Clock Shadow. Just that isn't a beard, so it is Ollie.
1: All right, and then it's Malcolm from Jessica Jones versus Robbie from iZombie. Oh, Cassie, who are we going with? Well, Malcolm or Robbie.
0: Oh man, I'm gonna go, Malcolm.
1: Mike,
2: yeah, I love Robbie, but I, I gotta go, Malcolm.
1: Oh my God, Robbie was the number one seed. He is taken <laughs> down by Malcolm, and now we have prison Ollie. We have toilet wine Ollie versus heroin chic Malcolm. <laughs> Cassie, about, who are you going with?
0: All about that heroin chic. That is, that's me.
1: Okay, so that's Malcolm. Oh, <laughs> I'm <thought>, sorry. <laughs> No, I just I thought for a second that you were just talking about yourself. And then I started thinking about, is it heroin chic if you carefully trim your beard like that? And I just wasn't paying attention. I was just in my own world. <laughs> Mike, is it toilet wine Ollie or heroin chic Malcolm?
2: Yeah, both because for, for the fullness of, of the beard and the violence of it and the granddaddy of it all. Uh, and I like toilet wine. It, it's got to be Ollie.
1: Oh, my goodness. Ooh. I am going to... I have to give it to prison ollie as the number one beard of the superhero show show
0: that seems biased i'm not gonna lie yeah seems everybody knows
2: if arrows and play <laughs> me and ryan are gonna be like well wow.
1: <laughs> speaking of bias everyone knows that this is ollie is third place me and mike have the top two spots and then uh steven amell comes in third All right, congratulations to him. Congratulations for Arrow winning yet another award. I would expect that to happen for the duration of however long this podcast runs. This over show, the show that is not on the air anymore, will win almost all the awards. When
2: uh, quarantine (laughs) is done, Steven, you can just come by the offices, pick up your golden beard. We have it cast.
0: (laughs) Drop off some shavings of your beard for Mike and Ryan because they need it for reasons. Have a
2: little doll (laughs) that I just hold in my pocket. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) The next day, everybody's like, you guys used to be so patchy, but now... Those patches are full of much more handsome hair than there was before. So that's the best beard bracket. When we come back, the rest of the shows.
0: We're back for the poll list where we're going to talk about all the rest of the shows we watched this week. Our first show is Katie Keene. On this week's episode of Katie Keene, Josie forms the new Pussycats after holding auditions at Molly's Crisis. Katie is struggling with her new apprenticeship, and Jorge is setting up a threesome with his ex, while all of this is going on, we are also learning more about Pepper's past as her ex-wife is trying to ruin her reputation in an act of revenge for Pepper leaving her with a hotel at a hotel with a three- $30,000 bill. buds, I ask you, what the fuck can you order at a hotel that adds up to $30,000? A motel. Hotel, <laughs> motel, the whole holiday, holiday inn. In. <laughs> whole gosh dang thing. But there's only so much room service. Like, it- can you get more than just room service and like movies to your hotel? Uh,
2: I learned the hard way that if you want them to do your wash, it is expensive. It's like $10 a sock and just goes up from there. Oh,
1: I, It's very difficult for me to relax on vacation because I can't do the thing that most people do, which is just like money means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only time I've ever done it was on my honeymoon. Uh, we were in Mexico for a week at like this resort place. And we did it because, you know, our guests funded our honeymoon. And at the end of it, like i took a knee i just i i saw the bill and i took a knee and i prayed for the first time in my life that i i don't like that i I could not believe how when you just don't give a shit how quickly you can make the bill go
2: yeah it's uh the, the drinks all cost money you know you're drinking a bunch if you're in a honeymoon or living for a while at a hotel the food when you get like filet mignon caviar that adds up and then like there's couples massages and then there's like a yoga that that costs money everything is a la carte there's no like i just want all of it for cheap. They don't let that, even if you say it, they don't do it. <laughs> they don't respect that deal. Pay per view every movie.
1: Yeah, especially like our whole thing now is that we pay monthly fees and then use like for streaming or gyms or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, where it's, there's a little price tag attached to everything. $30,000 is a lot. It's that a means lot. that, that means that like uh, the room service offers cocaine mm-hmm. um, or prostitution.
0: It is a hotel, motel, holiday and Then I'm proud of these girls. Well, guys, that, it was Katie Keene. If you want to watch it, it is on Thursdays on The CW. Our next show is Riverdale.
1: It's musical season on Riverdale, as this week the gang, and by gang I mean mostly Kevin, tackles Hedwig and the Agree Itch. I guess because every story needs a villain, Principal Honey goes from budding butthead to full-out evangelical warrior, claiming that there is no way Hedwig can be performed in high school. In a city that has like serial killers and biker gangs and all the high school students just like fuck on the floor and shit, whatever. <laughs> Kevin and the gang fight back with Kevin rising from the ashes of a wasted character to turn in a pretty great performance, one of which includes Kevin kissing Archie. Also, Archie kissed Betty. Taste buds, I ask you this which Archie kiss was a bigger deal?
2: The Archie Kevin kiss was when he, honey, is like, you can't perform Hedwig, so they make everybody leave their class and go to the music room right <laughs> and so kevin like there's kind of a mosh pit people are watching kevin and his band play and kevin goes into the crowd like fucks him around and just kisses archie it was a bold move i fucking loved that uh
1: and like it's it, it's uh, one of those things that's very different from how uh like the high school that i went to uh you know 50 years ago where kevin kisses archie in the middle of a performance and archie's like
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Archie and the whole crowd's like cool-
2: yeah Archie just got cool points, man. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the best thing that's happened to him all year.
1: But it was almost like when, uh, like, somebody grabs you and puts you on stage, and you get to dance a little bit. You got
2: kissed by the lead. Oh my god! But so that was fun and a big deal. But like the Archie Betty kiss, haven't we had an Alyssa Archie Archie Betty kiss every season? Like, haven't they never supposed to kiss and just keep fucking over their best friends by kissing each other?
1: No, like they've really done a pretty good job of. For like for for the vast majority of four seasons, sort of uh dipping their toes okay. in each other's mouths but not mouths into mouths
2: that's worse. I would be so much madder if my partner sucked in somebody's toes than if they just made out that is oh man
1: <laughs> what if there was what if it was their own toes did you guys see that uh Viral video of the baby in a like a car seat, and he had an ice cream cone in one hand, and he would take his foot and put his foot into the ice cream cone, and then lick the foot off. And you guys know my feelings. You guys know my feelings about feet, but what? Don't you think that'd be a crazy sensation?
2: Oh yeah, that's why that baby who's just learning how the world works kept doing it because. It-
1: and the the baby's like a chimp. It doesn't care which limb. Like right. it doesn't know that this same. limb is for this, but this limb is for this.
2: When, and when all four are on the ground all the time, it's not like the foot is. The foot is probably way cleaner than the hand. Yeah, because it's,
1: it's the top of the foot yeah. that hits the ground.
0: No, I hate that. It's going to be a crazy sensation when I give that kid up for adoption because he's done that terrible thing.
2: <laughs> it's your kid? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That is the twist. That is the, That's twist. the whole twist.
1: <laughs> Cassie, you gave your kid up for adoption. What was that like? It was a crazy <laughs> sensation. <laughs> it, was it was cold. So it was dirty. Up.
2: Did you feel like Kevin got enough of a spotlight in an episode that was supposed to be all about him?
1: There is some sort of thing. There's like some Kevin governor on the show where like (laughs) he can only go up so much in any episode or any season. Um, So even though it seemed like he should have had twice as much screen time, if you look at it relative to his uh, series screen time, it was pretty great. Um, I also think that he might be a little bit more talented than your average talented person. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean, it seems like if you're going to be famous, you must be able to act and sing and dance and write and do everything. And so everybody on the show is kind of good, except for Archie. Um, and I think Kevin might be one step above everybody else.
2: So he's so good. They have to hold him back. Cause it would like shine a light. Do you yeah. know who <laughs> surprised me to the point that I thought everybody who sang their own parts, but they brought in a ringer is Jughead. His yes. voice was way powerful.
1: Jughead's first line that he sings, I like rolled my eyes because I was like, You Sprouse idiot had to bring in someone else to sing for you.
2: It's just his brother. And and I do also feel like Jughead's the only one and Kevin in, in, in the scene we talked about is the only one who brought like the anger of the songs. Everybody else was like, Here's Kids Bob.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know Hedwig. I'm not I've never seen it or anything, but um I like it's obviously there's some like songs full of animosity and punk rockiness. But there were other songs that, like, they turned into a pillow fight as soon as possible, as Riverdale does. And then there's another song where Cheryl uh, just uses it to...
2: Seduce the oo- principal?
1: <laughs> ooze creepy sugar slime all over the, uh, the villain principal.
2: I'd most be mad if, I, if I'm trying to drink tea at a diner... That even the owner of the diner is in on these teenagers trying to shake their asses in my face. Like,
1: Pop is running from place to, pl- like, from Q to queue, saying, Okay, shit, second verse. I gotta have, like, a candy bar over here ready for Cheryl to go. I out.
2: wanna see the, like, BTS. Like, I just wanna see them going through rehearsals and Pop, like, missing it up and Cheryl yelling at him. <laughs> I need the soda here when I sing this line. Uh, the, the, the the pillow fight scene, do you think it's weird to do a whole musical episode based on one musical, Hedwig and Angry Inch, but completely steal a scene from a different musical, Grease?
1: No, I mean, like, if you can find anything that Grease has to offer, I guess grab it. Uh, it's really just a fucking void of... Just get its any- greasy mitts everywhere? Yeah. Um, this is the third Riverdale musical episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. We have um, Carrie and Heathers. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was a noticeable effort not that like everybody's super talented but an effort in like we can't just have the musical musicality of it be the um the gimmick i thought that the scenes all of the the set pieces were way more uh well thought (laughs) out than previously
2: in the past you guys have gotten mad that i dog on musicals because i love them and just want them to be good uh (laughs) now i have a different they did they did more put thought and effort into the set pieces and i appreciated that but to take like it is like this punk rock subversive, very queer musical. And be like, what if that these, it's now for these cis white heck kids, mostly. Like, Kevin got sign lines so hard. And at least give it to the queer kid. And nope, yeah. let's it be. It's Archie. This is now Archie's song.
1: Not knowing the musical, it seemed easy to tell that like one of the most heated moments of the musical, where uh, characters are screaming at each other, they gave to the two cis couples uh-huh. to have them scream at each other instead. Like, back and forth.
2: What I liked about that is it just really uh hanged a lantern on how bullshit and stupid all fights are. Because they were screaming gibberish at each other that had nothing to do with their
1: real fights. <laughs> <laughs> but really, the reason that why you fight when you're young and hot is so you can go hook up with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it, it that happened. It totally worked. Did Principal
2: Honey, because like 30 kids signed up for the variety show, and he told Kevin they're all great except for Kevin's number. Did he research every number? Cause he, and he keeps saying, like, oh... Part of his reason is the sexuality of Hedwig, and the other part is, like, it's this off-Broadway little thing. And Kevin's like, well, one, it's very popular. But, like, so did Honey, like, look up every origin of every song? It's like, well, I got to do the research if I'm going to let these kids sing at school.
1: Let me rephrase your question real quick, because I am your podcasting partner, and I want to, like, get through this. Uh, So, basically, what you're saying was, was there, like, a tiny little uh, logic loophole in the musical episode of Riverdale? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I'm saying.
1: I, yeah, I think there was. I think there was.
0: Do you guys have moments of the week, Mike?
2: <sighs> uh, it's it's that at the end when they're, they're going to play at the speakeasy because Principal Honey is like no variety show at all now because they all Sparta kissed his headwig. Uh, this is supposed to be Kevin's triumphant moment, and he's still on a keyboard on the very corner of the stage and doesn't even <laughs> get a shout out when they're saying, like, they're shouting out like an Archie. And Betty, and they even give Reggie and people in the audience shoutouts, and Kevin, who this should be about him. It is he's not even the star of fucking anything, and it's his episode. Man.
1: Can you do a uh, set piece too? Like, what, what what do you think the set piece of the episode was?
2: The set piece of the episode, I, I think the one that like my I love this musical, so I'm mad now. Went away was Kevin as Hedwig in the the Archie kiss. All of that felt like what I like in set pieces is like, oh, there's no this feels like high school cool kids could do this and it looks good. I like that a lot.
0: Ryan, you got a moment of the week?
1: My moment of the week was in the same part that Mike's moment of the week was where uh, the Archies, uh, a band name that Archie pitches to the band t-
2: so and <laughs>
1: t- they're like, oh, of course that's our name.
2: No, Jughead was, I didn't think Jughead said, what, was me, me, me taken?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, they finished their song And then they uh, decide that they're going to come off the stage, and Archie does a full-on Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing jump off the stage where he does that thing and then, like, sort of shoulders his way through. And then it cuts to, and uh, this is probably not a reference to, but uh, Emmy and Mike's World, it will be Empire Records where they're all on top of Pops uh, singing the rest of the song. I don't know how they got up there. Again, let's try to not find logic (laughs) loopholes in the show.
2: I'm fine with those logic loopholes. Musicals have different rules for that kind of
1: physics stuff. basically right yeah. like if you if you need to float to somewhere for like the main of or like the big moment right. then you can
2: the end of greece they fly away in a car and everybody <laughs> waves instead of freaking out and killing themselves over the wonders they're saying <laughs> that's,
1: that's not a good argument greece sucks um I, but i would say my set piece and this felt like it should be closer to the beginning i don't know where it is in hedwig but it felt like a good set up the world song was it's about like how we're not numbers teenagers won't be numbers yeah and it started off and it was like i thought the camera did a really good job of selling the set piece mm-hmm. and then uh it, it all broke into the halls and everyone was like getting through lockers and stuff and it felt like that that right there riverdale is what you're capable of like if you set your sights on at that bar you can definitely achieve it
2: yeah where the, the effects are them pulling stuff out of the lockers at the same time that's like it's, it's very practical i dug that that song's interesting because it's not in it was a cut piece from before it was on broadway uh and so that was cool that they went like to super deep cuts i did not like because it was about random numbers that all the kids had t-shirts with random numbers so i was like we get it we don't need <laughs> we don't fucking need this <laughs> you guys, you guys <laughs> look
0: at my shirt that would have been my moment of the week i'm really into that riverdale is on wednesdays on the cw our final show of the week is vagrant queen
2: In the third episode of vagrant queen alita isaac and amay end up on a monarchy outpost where Lita has to reckon with those who expect her to be queen Meanwhile, Isaac and Amei are threatened by zombie things native to the planet, with only a slow box spot to save them. Taste buds, I ask you this. Do we think the groundwork is being laid for Alita to find out that her mom actually was a tyrant?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of times in this episode where, and it's all, it's all Alita's memories, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my memories of my mom aren't super positive, and I'm sure she's way better than how she appears in my memories. But she is a straight-up
2: bitch! <laughs> Somebody is starving. They're like, "We mine all your plasma car that makes all their blue blurps run," uh, but we're starving. Can we just like take one hectare and farm instead of mining? And the little little girl elite is like, "Yeah, you should eat." And the mom's like, "Nah, because we need yeah. that stuff."
0: It's straight up. There, it, it wasn't even like trying not to work. She's like, "We're just gonna switch out our work. We're gonna work harder and do this as well." And the mom's like, "No, that sounds unreasonable. How about you starve?" <laughs> and then the chi- the child decides, "You starve." Actually.
1: Yeah, so much of like I don't know ruling seems to be that like you just have to keep the machine going. Mm-hmm. It's not what's doing what's best for everyone, but just like if you if you switch the, if you pull like this cord, then a million things fall apart over here. But there's a, there's like a an attitude you can have about that, right? You know, you gotta you gotta do it more like Mufasa and just yeah. say like everything works in this circle of life, and not be like uh oh, fuck them and fuck you for even asking.
2: And it feels like because so many people now in the now of the show are like you're part of the poisonous mockery. It's your fault too. And I'm like, well, she was a kid. And now it's like, oh, the mom was a queen, but she keeps being like, well, the queen's sad. Like she keeps pointing at this nine-year-old. It's like, ah, man, my hands are tied, right? Like the kid says you don't get to eat. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Which is just a crazy thing. Like, are you going to yell at this kid? I, I don't think you should. <laughs> it's just an absolutely wild move.
2: I, th- I think they're, they are trying to show the mom is complicated. Cause later in the episode, uh, we learn that there's this mind control power that passed down generation to generation. And she locked it up because like what what's easy isn't always right so the shows like well she starved people but she didn't want to mind control anybody so <laughs> isn't that nuanced
1: that's that whole thing about like people who donate to charities are the worst people cuz they're like if i get if i write a check for 50 dollars to this charity then i'm going to you know uh litter whenever i want and just drunk drive <laughs>
0: it's all good did you guys enjoy like for me coming off of the last episode we just watched which was a masterpiece i think we all agreed And then coming into this one where we got a lot of actual plot and, like, we're finding out a lot about um, Alita's past. Like, were you guys into that? Because we also had the side story of Isaac and um, Amay, which was just, like, a little shenanigans trip that they were on. And that one, for me, was way more fun.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, do we have a Seinfeld syndrome? Like, is it way more fun (laughs) to hang out with Amay and Isaac than it is Alita?
1: I I would say much less. So I do think Alita is cool. The I think that the actress is cool and the character is cool. The problem is that she's going to get weighed down mm-hmm. with way, like very big plot lines, you know. And I hope that they can find. I understand that you can't keep all characters together in every episode, but I hope they find time for like Isaac goes back home right. to deal with his parents and now Alita and Amay can go on a, like a Thelma and Louise like adventure
2: and even the, the, the character they had at the end of the episode at the bonfire was very sweet and touching and like they don't know each other that well and they're getting to know each other and then they're talking and then Amay goes to hook up and Alita's just like yeah you are like all of that I really liked that it felt weirdly grounded for this goofy ass show
1: mm-hmm. and you want to talk about me like what I typically don't like and this show is you know given to me is at this point In a show, I would be, Isaac, you're from Earth, dude. We get it. But still, every time he's like, this is icky because it's from space. I'm like, yeah, no, (laughs) he's right. That is fucking disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, have you
0: seen things
2: in space? They're gross.
0: And each moment he teaches, like, a May Earth stuff. Like, the high fives and the sunset is such a sweet moment. Like, I'm, I lo- I'm loving all the Earth stuff. It did feel untrue to have him be. Like, they really brought home that he's Canadian, yet it felt like a character flaw that he is willing to just fight anybody at any moment. That's not very Canadian. Yeah,
1: that's not, that's that not true. Well,
2: that's a drunk Canadian oh, who threatens to <laughs> give you summer <laughs> teeth. Summer there, summer there. That, that, there's that way that, like, the redneck Canadians that are very different from the stereotypical polite Canadian uh do you guys is the we talked about the aesthetics in the other episodes is that sticking with it that it's just like this garbagey cheap show is it still working for you
1: i think that they do a really good job of putting the camera like making sure that everything in front of the camera is filled with stuff that might pass for a sci-fi show and then i bet every inch uh, that the camera can't see is like nothing. Like we're not building worlds here. We're building right. shots. And I think the best example is the, they go into a straight up space AM, PM. Yes. And,
2: <laughs> I love that.
1: And it's slightly spacey here. Then uh, like, they really just, they've went to some city in Arizona uh-huh. and they're like, hey, hey, can we change your gas station a little bit? <laughs>
2: They added one speck of dirt. <laughs> that's how they made it <laughs> spacier. I love that scene because that's when the, the monarchy loyalists show up uh, and they start doing a shootout. And they, they yell, these are stun guns. No one needs to get hurt. And Alita's like, these are kill guns. They yeah. will hurt. <laughs> like, that's the Alita I want.
1: And that gave us our Jerry um, from Parks and Rec. There's a guy that comes in there that everyone shits on, whether you're his friend or <laughs> whether you're his foe. Just this fucking fuck up. who every, like, Anytime anything goes wrong, everybody looks at him and says, you Asshole.
2: Is that the guy who hangs out with the blue lady? Yeah. Yeah, that
0: yeah. guy. There is an aesthetic of like the monsters that they are keeping true throughout all of these. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but each like creature or monster that they encounter on each land has incredibly long arms. Like the monkeys <laughs> had absurdly long arms and these like bug monster things. The arms were absurd, and I will never go against a creature with that much reach. So <laughs> they are sticking true with that, and I am appreciating it because every time I see them I'm like, no, that's too that's too far of a reach that thing has. <laughs> But uh, uh, for, that's about almost all the time we have. Do you guys have moments of the week real quick, Mike?
2: Uh, Just how, so Ame and Isaac are going to die from these like zombie bug long-armed things. Uh, and then Isaac finds a June buggy and any danger of him dying is out of his face. And he's so pumped to do donuts and shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's so fucking excited. And just his face is beautiful. And
1: that scene is hot on the heels of, what was the Bond movie that got postponed? Too late to die now. Mm-hmm. And where James Bond does that same donut thing, but the difference in Daniel Craig's face versus uh, Isaac's face—you know—we could tell what kind of hero Isaac is. Which yeah. is uh, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> Daniel Craig is doing his taxes. That's his face when he's doing the spin and shoot. Where Isaac is like, I might die, and this is the best.
0: <laughs> also, the vehicle—vehicle—they're doing it in his is like real slow. It's just kind of doing a little turnaround. <laughs> it's a <golf> cart. <laughs> yeah. I'm real into that, Ryan. What was your moment of the week?
1: My moment of the week is... And you have to watch both these episodes to like really appreciate this. But in the last episode, Isaac bungee jumped out of a spaceship. And it was the realest thing that I have ever... like. It, just, it looked so amazing and exactly like <laughs> that would look in real life. In this episode, we go the opposite route where we're going to do practical special effects and stunt people. And he uh, does the classic thing of... I'm going to get from one building to the other. I'm going to drop the plank down. And because we're going to shoot this without CGI... Uh, We go to the ground below him. The ground is like eight feet below him and there's three monsters and then just blank space. They're like, who can be on the set right now? We have to do this right now. Uh, And I love that uh, sort of Saturday afternoon uh, show difference of like, it's either going to look awful or it's going to look awful. But we're going to pick one of those two things.
0: Uh, For me, my moment of the week was uh, I'm loving this little Winnie bot character that they have. Again, And every moment that it's on screen, I think it's going to be my moment of the week. Because they send this bot to save them again, yet again. And uh, we get its whole journey traveling to them, which (laughs) is very slow. And at some point, it comes across a stick, and we watch it go around a stick. Like, that is a full scene of it backing up and going around a stick. And I loved it every second of it.
1: What about when the little bot came out at the end, when everybody was hugging and said... Were you trying to do a family hug without <laughs> me? Do <laughs> you it like that part? Runs into
2: their ankles.
0: <laughs> no, then I would punt it at that point. Then I'm down. I'm not for it. Vagrant Queen is on Fridays on Sci-Fi. That That is it for the pull list. We're coming up next, one more bullpen. All right, you guys. We've all gotten a shot at the bullpen except for Mike. So now, Mike, it's your turn for the Mike pin.
2: Thank you. It is the my pen, and in honor of Riverdale, and more so in honor of Hedwig, uh, it is a trivia time. Trivia. The rules are simple. The game is hard. I say a question when I am done. You say your name, and you get the point. Any questions? I
0: just got to say my name?
2: Yeah. Cool. Well, and then you say the answer. Ah, oh, damn it. You say your name, <laughs> and you get a point for that because you know your name, and then you answer the question. Okay. All right. All right. Question the first. What are the three first names that make up the full name of the creator and original star of Hedwig? Ryan. Yes.
1: John Cameron Mitchell.
2: Yes. What? Should my eyebrow have not given you the answer? Yes, yes, yes.
1: Well, I appreciate you shaving Cameron and Mitchell into your eyebrows.
2: (laughs) Uh, Question the second. What's the full title of the musical?
0: Cassie. Cassie? Hedwig, the Hedwig story?
2: Oh Hedwig that drink. is the that is the prequel for sure. <laughs> Ryan?
1: Ryan. Head wig colon Angry Inch colon heads are where wigs go.
2: All all of the ingredients were definitely there. <laughs> it's called Headwig and the Angry Inch. Question the third, uh answered if you were paying close attention earlier in the show. What were the other musical Riverdale has covered in the past?
1: Ryan. Ryan. Uh shit. Cassie. I want to say Cassie, but no, it's names it's Carrie and <laughs> Heathers. Carrie and Heathers. Ah, yes.
2: What's the best song in Hedwig? Cassie, I assumed you were gonna watch this show, so a lot of these might be hard for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Cassie. Yes. Uh Let's Take Flight in the Night.
2: Oh, that is a great song. Ryan?
1: Uh Ryan, I'm going to say this is based on the only time that I had experience with this musical. Um, before Riverdale was when I watched Mike and his wife uh, karaoke, The Origin of Love.
2: It is The Origin of Love, though I, I'm going to give Cassie, because she knows the deep cuts, that they cut that. I love it. Mm-hmm. So both of you get those points. Uh, who played Hedwig when Mike and his wife saw the musical? Cassie? Ryan. Ryan.
1: Was it Neil Patrick Harris?
2: No. Cassie?
0: Uh, Daniel Radcliffe.
2: Oh, that is closer. It's Daniel Darren Chris.
0: Is, Glee guy. Huh? Yes. Glee. Is
2: Darren Chris an underrated gem? Ryan. Ryan?
1: To, is this the guy from Mindhunter or the guy from American Crime Story? American Crime Story. Then, yes. Yes, he is. Yes,
2: he is, Ryan. Yes, he is. This guy's fucking great. And it's basically a one person show for an hour and a half, and he fucking owned it. <clears throat> what song did Mike's wife and their wedding DJ sing at the wedding?
0: Cassie? Ryan. Cassie? It takes two. N-
2: no, it's from Hedwig.
0: <laughs> well... <laughs> Ryan. R-
1: Ryan. Uh, just the two of us.
2: No, no. It was Origin of Love. It was Origin of Love previously yeah, mentioned. Right uh, question eight. Is that weird? Cassie. Ryan. <laughs> Cassie? Hell yeah. Yeah, It was. It was it's a little weird. <laughs> Ryan, different
1: answer? Uh, no, it's, it, it was weird that they tried to compete with the Biggest moment of your wedding where me and your wife sang a song together.
2: (laughs) Yep. It was weird for everybody to sing songs with my wife. They were all love songs.
1: Prima nocta, baby.
2: (laughs) That's what that means. (laughs) Give that one to Cassie. Uh, Did Riverdale do the trans-punk glam musical justice? Cassie. Cassie? Yes. No. Damn.
1: No, they didn't. Ryan. Yes? No. No, No, that's true. No, no, no. good
2: Good point. Oh, you even got the second notice. Uh, What Netflix show had a Hedwig call out in its first season?
1: Ryan. Ryan? (laughs) Lilyhammer.
2: I would love to see that squat little guy in the wig.
0: Cassie? Uh, Love is Blind.
2: Uh, No, it's Sex Education. Mm. Is Sex Education a good show? Ryan. Ryan? It's okay. That, that is actually pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I love it. But, uh, what what other shows are made by Netflix seemingly only for Mike and his wife?
1: Ryan. Ryan? It's Santa Clarita Diet.
2: <laughs> it is Santa Clarita Diet. I would have also accepted atypical. Uh,
1: Was it uh, weird at your wedding where uh, your wife and somebody else performed an entire script of an episode of Santa Clarita Diet right in front of you?
2: I loved it. Really A gotten- Santa Clarita
1: duet, you would call it.
2: And some fuzzy Matthew. It was Ryan won that. Surprising everybody Ryan did win the Man. trivia based on the episode of the show we watched and my life. <laughs> and that's how you do pop filter trivia.
0: <laughs> stick it true to the formula. And stick it true to our formula, guys. We have done it. We've gone over time. That's all we have. The show is over. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about The Flash as the main event. But then we're also going to be looking at the new Harley Quinn show on the DC Universe. So that'll be exciting. Like I looked th- oh, yeah, I yeah. looked this
1: up guys. Uh the Flash has not had a main event for 18 months. Mm. Is that of true? This show. Wow. Yeah. We have not talked about the Flash. So this is kind of this is going to be crazy.
2: And am I on trial here cuz this whole season of the Flash I've said it's good guys. I don't know. You should watch it again.
1: <laughs> if you weren't, you would be. We just always <laughs> find a way to like stick it to you.
0: Be ready to back your thoughts. And Mike, can you back up our website so that the people should be going to?
2: Certainly, everything we do, of course, lives at YourPopFilter.com. That's YourPopFilter.com for all your YourPopFilter.com needs. Throw on a slash Amazon to the end of that, and that's how you should get your toilet paper now, as long as it's okay and not being scabby to shop from Amazon again. YourPopFilter.com slash Amazon.
0: Ryan, I know the people want to rate this podcast. How can they do that?
1: Wait, hold on. I just You're called a scab if you're not out. If you if, if you're he's not really, uh, like doing really the picket, working. he's really working. Like on no, it. hold on. Like you need to be out picketing, uh, otherwise the scabs won't heal. Mm-hmm. Is that is that why they're named that? I'm sorry, yeah. Cassie. What did what that did you ask so me? Great.
0: You the have scabs. lost your chance. That is nothing at all. Now that people don't even want to rate Damn this it! podcast, but if Mike Th- if they still want to rate this, how can they?
2: Rate this com slash superhero. Whatever device you're on, it takes you to exactly the way you can rate it for you. You can also, you know, wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google play, uh, subscribe, review all that fun stuff. It helps us out. If you're, if you're also there be like, Oh, what are these related podcasts? You'll probably love them too. There's movie of the year where our friend Greg makes Ryan and I fight for his affections in a dictatorial way where we also (laughs) on the sidelines talk about, uh, movies of any given year.
0: And Ryan, we're going to put out some beard pictures on social media. So the people got to see that. How can they find us?
1: So, yeah, I think we're going to tweet actual polls so you can vote in the rounds that we did to see if we were correct. Um, And then on Instagram, I think Instagram is like uh, where you can only do 24 hour movies that will last one week. And so we will uh, film us looking at the pictures of the beard. Yes. On Snapchat for 24 hours straight on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Twitter is at filter. Our Instagram is at filter.
0: Easy, so, yeah. easy to find all around. Great work, you guys. Great work on the show. That is it for it. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am Ryan. For Cassie, I'm me. And for you, I am the world. Bye, everyone.